This is my story. 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 This is our story. Welcome to the Miami Valley City Saints podcast. I am your host, Hunter Wilshire, coming at you every week with message breakdowns and guest interviews. This is your resource for deep dives and seeing God's work in the Miami Valley. May this podcast inform and inspire you that you may go out and love this valley. I am convinced at this point that God creates a unique style of ministry in each and every individual person he's called. And so I tried to say that in a way to Ryan, but I kind of like jumbled it up. But <laughs> succinctly, I just believe there's like something that makes Jed Jed in ministry. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about uh, for this next half of the podcast. Yeah. Is So I'll let you kind of frame and start that and I'll have some questions for you afterwards. Sure. So being in ministry now for two years, uh, which is hard to believe. 2020 felt like a decade uh, long, and but at the same time, I mean, it, it has just flown by. Like, I cannot believe it's already been two years, but, um, like, I I had never really heard that prior to these two years. Like, um, people start asking, you know, how's your ministry? How's your ministry? And at, at first I wrestled with that. Like, it sounds so... I guess in my mind, when, when you start hearing like my ministry and, you know, uh, this ministry that I'm leading, um, like just comparison comes in and, uh, you know, on, like just where my mind goes is like automatically thinking about like success with, mm. with my ministry. Um, and so I always kind of shied away from that, uh, at the beginning. Uh, but I, I am learning that God does give each one of us uh, specific work uh, to do. And it's specifically, you know, like for you, he's given you work to do that I can't fulfill. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, likewise, he's given me work that no one else can fulfill. And he, he you know, uh, designed that way before we were even here. Um, he put people around us that I would be able to speak into that no one else on this planet would be able to. Uh, and so I'm learning that, yes, we do individually, we do have unique ministry opportunities. We do have unique work that he gives us. And so that has been eye-opening for me. Uh, there have been things that, you know, I've had to repent of that um, where, you know, I start out looking for that success or, you know, even when that comparison creeps in, like I, I immediately have to just go in and say, that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. You know, that person... Um, who is doing that work is they're not looking for um, success. They're doing it for the Lord. And because they have success or, you know, because they uh, are doing a certain thing, uh, that's, that's between them and the Lord. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's called me to this. It's not going to look exactly like this over here. You know, I, I have to, I think that's one of the things he's been showing me is to um, just look at him, stop looking at, uh, others uh, to please others or um, you know what what success is and mm-hmm. our human eyes uh, but just to look to him and to to truly be uh, um, constantly just staring at him mm. what are some uh, 
What are some of the biggest difficulties you've found uh, just bridging into full-time ministry and what that's looked like? Yeah, so coming out of the uh, corporate world, going into ministry, one of the challenges was, is, um, you know, my job at the bank was defining success. What does, um, you know, what did last month look like? Uh, was it successful? Um, and then projecting, you know, how are we going to be successful and so just that mentality and, you know, almost a decade of doing that, that's been ingrained in me. And so making that transition into uh, ministry, that was that was really hard for me because six, um, I went into it, you know, having those same thoughts like, oh, we're going to be successful if we have, you know, this, 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 whether it's followers or, you know, uh, branding or, or whatever it is, like that's not successful to the Lord. Like he doesn't see that. He, uh, he sees it completely different. Um, mm -hmm. and so just having to change that whole mentality has been, that has definitely been an obstacle, uh, for me. Um, and then another thing is just, I knew that ministry would be a roller coaster of ups and downs. And, uh, I've definitely experienced both, uh, but I guess I didn't realize the frequency and just how quickly they would be back to back. And so, you know, you have this wonderful day where it's just like, man, God is, you know, <laughs> so good. And, uh, you know, you're seeing people uh, say yes to Jesus for the first time. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. Like everything is just like hitting on all cylinders. And then like the very next moment, you just get this blow and it's like, man, like, I didn't know that they would come that quick, you know, and, mm -hmm. and then, you know, the next moment it might be another high and it's just trying to, trying to manage, um, that emotional roller coaster of mm -hmm. just being so high one moment and then, you know, just getting a, a crushing blow the next moment. Mm -hmm. It, uh, just how you were talking and I've, I've heard this many times from, uh, all manner of walks of life, people involved in ministry is that it. It reminds me of the movie, uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Uh, I, I don't think I've actually seen the whole movie, <laughs> but I remember towards the very end of the movie, uh, there was these like dads that like push their babies in a, and they do go for a walk in the park and stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I'm probably speaking to most people that have actually seen the movie, so forgive me for butchering I have, whatever I've never seen is the going movie. on in it. Teach me. But this, <laughs> this is... This is just the thing that's Is this always... a romantic comedy, by the way? Oh, how dare you even bring that up? <laughs> this this hurts my soul. I feel like I have to edit this whole whole conversation out of <laughs> the podcast. Who's the lead right character now. in this oh. movie? Kevin Costner? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. There's a damsel in distress. <laughs> um, but towards the end of the movie, uh, there's like these guys, they're, they like stroller their babies through the park. They're like a, it's like a men's group kind of thing that they like har har talk about guy stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the guys sits down with like one of the other guys and he's talking about, cause the guy's expecting a child while this guy actually has one. Okay. And the guy's like, uh, he's talking about how his kid, and it's like, when you have a kid, it's like the most amazing moment. And then in the next it's horrible. And then the <laughs> next it's even worse. And then like, you think like it couldn't even get any worse and then it gets way worse. <laughs> and then, but then there's just like this moment where like your child looks up to you and he smiles at you and he says he loves you and it makes it all worth it. Yeah. 
And that's kind of like, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I've heard so many people describe ministries. It's like, it's like their baby. It's like something that you invest so much time and effort in to grow and to manifest into what God, the vision that God's given you. Hmm. And it never ends up always being exactly like we were talking about yeah. being exactly. And uh, I feel like the fact that you said uh, success about 30 times, I would yep. say, I almost want to break it down and just yes. like ding, ding, ding yep. every time Do you it. said success. Yeah. Cause that's a thread uh, yeah. for sure. For you, I would yeah. say uh, is, is this idea of success and what uh, managing your own expectations, managing the expectations of others. Yep. And uh, so how, uh, because I believe it comes with success over any of these types of obstacles that people create, uh, in that, that we each individually uniquely have when it comes to ministry, um, comes with intentionality. That's the only way to really get, get past that found it. And yeah. so what kind of intentionality have you kind of gone at to combat this success, uh, issue that's been popping up in your life? Yeah. So I think, um, instead of what, you know, what's most attractive or what do I see that's working at, you know, in another ministry or another church, um, instead of thinking like, what, what do I want? It's literally every day, like having to surrender that and ask the Lord, like, Lord, what would please you? Like, what would, what would bring you honor? What would bring you glory? And, and then when he shows you that, like mm -hmm. walking into that and doing it, um, because he will, mm -hmm. <laughs> he'll show you and it. It's probably not going to look anything like you thought it was going to look. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, most of the time it's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it's, that's, that's what I'm learning is, you know, just like the prayer we've been praying for, for two years now, God, you know, how would you have us? It's, it's dying, uh, our desires, our, um, our wants and, you know, what we think is best, what we think is attractive. Um, because that's the that's the picture of baptism, right? Is mm -hmm. uh, old Jed died? Like my 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 wants, my my desires died, and I'm living for for him now. And so, Lord, what would be pleasing to you? Mm. And just stepping into that. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, for me, it's just uh, the the thing that the common thread. I feel like that's a huge obstacle, the biggest obstacle between me and really seeing. Uh, God's work and God's vision for ministry in my life is around this idea of being, uh, it, it's this ebb and flow, like you were talking about mountaintop and valley of mm -hmm. acceptance and rejection. Um, just my entire life, I've struggled with being accepted. I've struggled with like this need and hunger. Uh, it's gotten better, uh, especially since I, uh, have followed the Lord because ultimately I find all the acceptance I should need. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I need, but maybe I want more. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish I didn't want more. But uh, I want more uh, acceptance from people of high character, people that I look up to. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's no one, no surprise, I'm sure, to anybody that knows me personally, uh, that like my father passed in 2016. Uh, it was it was rough circumstances that uh, caused those moments. Mm -hmm. And so, leading out of that, like any any kid, I mean, I was. 19, 20 years old when this all went down. And so like any kid, uh, that age, uh, coming from, uh, messed up, uh, family situation and everything yeah. would want a father's love, yep. uh, would want a father's acceptance and me not receiving that with kind of just the actions that he had and stuff. It's, 
it's had this cascading effect over my whole life mm. that I just, uh, I look towards these uh, oftentimes older men <laughs> for, for acceptance yeah. when I should ultimately be looking for God for acceptance. Yeah. And so it's just, it's these types of things that like I have to intentionally tell myself all the time to try to resist the, the temptation to fall into like, oh, they rejected me. I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm never going to be good enough. Nobody wants me. All yeah. these different types of things that I have to constantly pick pick out and i know i went into like a really far like right turn i'm not trying to bridge off of that or anything but my point is listener (laughs) is that i believe that there is a specific brand of obstacle Mm -hmm. that god has intentionally honestly brought into your way that's keeping you from fulfilling that ministry because i'm convinced everyone's called to a ministry Mm -hmm. uh it may not be this huge magnificent uh pastoral leadership yeah. or these all different things, but he's, he's moving all of, all of his believers together into yeah. one body to mm-hmm. be used for his will, to glorify his name and to see people come to know him, yeah. that heaven may be crowded. Yeah. Uh, like we like to say. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with that in mind, I think it's important that each and every one of us, uh, as we come in contact with these uh, obstacles that are brought up in our way, we acknowledge it. Uh, we acknowledge the lies that the enemy is absolutely instantaneous about picking out and showing like as soon as I feel rejection it's always the I'm not good enough they don't really like me nobody really wants to be around me that type of lie that just twists and manipulates and causes a cycle in my brain I was actually struggling with this last night so Mm. uh, you just have to be able to like figure those rhythms um, out in your own life and figure out like uh, what truth that God has for you in those moments and yep. picking that out. Yep. Like for me, it's God loves me. God accepts me. I really, I don't need anything else, even though I want st- something else. I was, I was telling pastor Tim about this last night where it was, uh, uh, I felt like the children of Israel during the Exodus, when mm-hmm. they were complaining about eating manna and stuff, yeah. it was like, we have manna, but we have yeah. honey. Yeah. I'm tired and sick and tired eating yeah. manna every day. Mm-hmm. I felt like that. It's like, God's been so good. He's been so abundant yeah. in my life providing so many things for my family. I'm about to have a child, like all these different things. So we, we should grasp onto these things and we yeah. should, we should be able to find the truth, the meaning and what the direction that God's leading us in, because without difficulty, it really takes away from, uh, the power mm-hmm. and the, uh, importance. Like it, it removes value. That's what I've kind of really, uh, uh, realized over the years is like, I prayed so often for, for this type of, uh, roadblock to just be cast aside for me not to worry about it so much and struggle with it and everything but ultimately if i didn't struggle then these breakthroughs wouldn't be as valuable if if i never had to struggle to remove sin from my life or to pursue god in any way my the value of my relationship with god would be less yeah and so i i just challenge you listener to consider that to think about that to find your lesson and your truth within the midst of that yeah uh because it is so powerful uh, to be intentional, to find intentionality around that and exactly what you need to say to yourself in those moments. I think it's getting into his word. Mm. First thing, like starting off in that truth, because if you don't like every single voice that you hear from the world is going to tell you that Mm. you are not pretty enough, not, uh, rich enough, not, um, you know, blah, 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 whatever, it's going to tell you that you are not good enough. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is if you get into that before you hear the truth, you start believing that mm-hmm. and you start believing 
man, I don't have this or that, or, you know, um, you, you, you quickly and easily forget what family you are a part of and who Mm. your father is. And if we started our day off knowing (laughs) that we are part of his family, like what he has done for us and who he is and what he is capable of, (laughs) like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, how would our day look? Oh yeah. Um, you know, and how would our conversations look? Mm. Um, and so I think it's just, it's it's starting off in his word, acknowledging him yep. for who he is and then who we are in him. Yep. Hmm. Amen. So I feel like uh, I would be doing you a dishonor by asking, not asking at least, where your vision's at right now. What's, go- what, what's going on that you kind of want to share? Um, we kind of were talking before the podcast. You'd even said we should be recording this and stuff just kind of talking about some vision and some movements god's been having in your heart and stuff so i feel like we should just take a moment to acknowledge that sure a little bit so i think it and it all kind of ties together um just with you know what god has been showing us as a community of faith where it has to start in our hearts and in our homes and uh that has just been something that uh you know started with with pastor and his wife inviting us in their home Mm. um you know 10 years ago at this point and uh, just seeing how powerful that is being in a home together, sharing a meal together, uh, doing life together, praying together, like just the walls that can come down when you invite someone in your home and just what can, what can happen. And so Bailey and I have taken and taken that and just carried that through our entire uh, relationship through our marriage. And from day one, when we got a house, we uh, were very intentional about, hey, we're going to open it up um, because we we saw the fruit and and, you know, what we were invited into. And so we have always just had I'm pretty sure from from day one of us owning a home every single week, we have had our door open at least one night a week uh, where we've had, you know, people come through uh, different walks of life. Um, People will come through for a season they'll be in our home for six months or they'll be in our home for five years or ten years or or whatever and it's just um you know inviting the people that god has put in our life and uh just inviting them in and sharing jesus with them Mm. Uh, whether that's over a meal or sitting in our living room together and having a conversation or or serving together and so we have just seen that and we've seen the fruit in that and we have just been uh continuing to ask God to maximize our home, um, not for us, not for our, you know, pleasure or or getting a a bigger and better space, but to use it for his kingdom so that Mm -hmm. others can see the king, so that others can uh, see who he is and how he works. And so, you know, we've, we've thought about what does it look like? we're, We're always, my wife being an interior designer, she's always rearranging furniture around and uh, you know, we're always trying to figure out how can we make one more room uh, for people to, to you know, if they need a place to stay for a night or uh, a month or whatever, how can they, how can we offer that to them? Mm. And so that's just one of the things that God has been showing us. I feel like as a couple, we've just been in this season of preparation where God will show us something or, or put someone around us or give us a glimpse of something. And it's like, okay, how does how do all these things kind of tie together? And it's, we're starting to see now how this fits with this and uh, how, you know, what he showed us six months ago is now coming together 
with um, you know the, the person that he's put around us and how this all ties together. And so all of this preparation is leading up to something uh, that he wants to do through our family. Amen. Well, I think uh, we should end with the mystery question that Ooh. you uh, came up with, which is you have a genie in a bottle, bottle and you have three <laughs> wishes. Uh, what would they be? You can't obviously wish. Oh, my gosh. I have to acknowledge the fact that you can't wish for more wishes because everybody does that for the first thing. So what would you do? I've always wanted to fly. You've always wanted to fly. Yeah, so, so you're going straight for the super I'm power. going straight for the, the flying aspect. Okay. Uh, that's one of them. Um, I feel like uh, I just want to play the the, the uh, <laughs> monkey wrench and yeah. be like, uh, okay, but and just give you like I feel like it would be like the type of genie thing to just give you the ability to fly, but then like you get super cold <laughs> when you're flying around. You can't breathe very good. You just have the ability to fly, like all these different things. Even if I could just get off the ground for like five <laughs> just seconds, covered. I would be I would be good with that. If I could just like. Instead of driving, like, you know, or even, like, at a, let's just say, uh, grocery store, like, getting out of my car, if I could just, like, hover, <laughs> hover into the into the grocery store. Never have that, to deal with traffic that, again. That would be amazing. Like, how, how sweet that would be. Yeah. I don't know, man. Beyond that, like, I I don't know. What, what are other super things that people ask for like yeah well i mean most people it's the money thing so like never have to worry about money again that's never i don't know that's yeah. never been like a big thing for me yeah like i don't that's not not where my priorities are yeah i also feel like like especially for someone who's like a bible believing christian the three the three wishes thing is it's kind of like a a hard thing to kind of nail down yeah <laughs> i got i'm an overthinker so it's just like money well that would probably corrupt me so i probably wouldn't go for that yeah um, and I, I want to be like the same person and stuff. Superhero powers probably would still make me too prideful, but it, I, can I've I give my powers to sense. others? Is Spidey that, sense is like the coolest thing is that a, in the entire wor- world. Is that a to possibility me. to give to others? Like allow my <laughs> daughters to be able to fly with me? I don't me have, or? I don't have any idea what I want to do with my two other wishes. So I'm giving, I'm gonna give my wish is to give a wish to somebody else. So go. that's my second. I'm going to give you wish. one wish that way you can, <laughs> there we go. So now I have four wishes. What I was your, what, what was your that. wish to be a good speaker? So, Oh yeah. That's, you'll, you'll that's be the a good initial speaker. one. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. But then I feel like, see, this is where the overthinking comes in. Cause now I feel like I'll be like Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, w- I'll wish for something, get good at it, but it will be my downfall. There you go. Uh, so it's just, it's hard. Um, it's hard to answer those types of questions. So I feel like this was a bad, uh, mystery <laughs> question to bring up, especially to a pastor, but you answered it right. So I'll give it to you. There you go. I'll give, I'll give the you the test. success on that side. Passed it. <laughs> All right. Well, pastor, would you mind just, uh, praying for us out and I will go ahead and end the podcast. Yeah. God, we thank you, uh, just for who you are. God, you are amazing. You are incredible. You are sovereign. Your timing is absolutely perfect. Uh, your plan is the best plan. And so, Father, we acknowledge that as we think about the way that you have worked in each one of our lives and just um, the way that we can see your hand uh, in everything, uh, the way that you have been pursuing us, the things you put before us, the opportunities, God, we just acknowledge that and we thank you. Lord, we thank you for these resources uh, the ability to be able to have this conversation and then for it to go out all over this globe, for people to uh, hear about who you are, God, 
and uh, just how much you love them. Father, I pray right now for the listener who doesn't know you. I pray that they wouldn't hear Hunter or myself. I pray that they would uh, hear you and just how much you love them, how much you uh, desire to have a real relationship with them uh, that comes um, through Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray um, that people, uh, maybe who are on the fence, who think uh, I could never do this or I'm not... Uh, I'm insufficient of, of being able to, to do the things that you are calling them to do. God, I pray that they would just see that when they surrender to you, when they just give it to you, you can do uh, things that they can't even comprehend, uh, that you will uh, reach people all around them uh, if um, they will just allow you to use them. And so, Father, I pray that uh, people would just surrender to you, whatever that looks like, and just say, yes, Lord. Uh, Father, we thank you uh, just for this day. We thank you for this breath, and we thank you uh, just for the things you have before us. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, as we're closing out the podcast today, I also think it's really important to acknowledge uh, the fact that our pastors need prayer. Uh, I think any opportunity I should have, uh, I, God should give me uh, to bring up that need uh, is important. Yes. Uh, that. They're, they're the ones who go before us. They're the ones who spend every day uh, seeking to please God, glorify his name, and also to encourage us, to strengthen us, and to lead us uh, in the way that God's directing them. So it's, it should be important and a not lightly treaded upon responsibility that we have uh, as fellow believers to pray for our leaders. Whether you're a part of this church or you're, you're part of another church in the area or whoever's listening, I don't know. But... Regardless, I think it's important that we pray for our leadership, that we encourage them, and that we stand by them, uh, regardless of uh, what situations might tell, because it's it's important to stand behind leaders. God has appointed them for a reason, and Pastor, I just appreciate you coming out, being willing to have an honest conversation and spend some time talking. Yeah, so, thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Well, with that, friends, family, and city saints, I hope you have a great rest of the week, and that you go out and love this valley.